It's time to open up the week eight Peacock and Williamson mailbag questions about really impressive Seattle Seahawks rookie class. Seattle in first place right now in the NFC West. How is that happening? What is the outlook for that division going forward? Questions about quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, uh, the, the, the future Hall of Famers, Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson. What's going on there? And what's going on with NFL coaching this year? Who's the next coach that could potentially get fired? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's where a lot of these questions on today's mailbag episode will be coming from. You can also drop questions and comments in uh, the YouTube comments section as well. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed up here. And thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That is what we do. Matt We've got to start with a question that came down earlier on in the week. And the more you look at what the Seattle Seahawks are doing right now at four and three in a really interesting division, currently at first place with Geno Smith. And a lot of it is with their rookie class, five, six starters from this rookie class, either playing starting positions or, um, you know, big time rotational pieces already. And looking like a lot of hits in this draft class, it's been pretty remarkable. Um, I guess we can just lay it all out here on what exactly those players are. We know that, and by the way, questions about Russell Wilson too, and what that's looking like in Denver and, and looking like just a, a massive stroke of genius to trade away. Russell Wilson didn't think that would at all be the case this year. That it would be a struggle for the Seattle Seahawks right now, but no, they're in first place. And a lot of it is because of the play of their rookie class pick number nine overall in the first round, Charles cross left tackle. They got this pick because they traded away Russell Wilson, Ken Walker, the second rounder, uh, he's been the NFL's leading rusher since week five with 353 yards and, in my opinion, was the best pure runner in the class. Brees Hall, maybe some other players had some better receiving skills, but just as far as pure runners, Kenneth Walker was was that guy. They got him in the second round. Boye Mafe, their other second round pick, he's starting to get starters reps off the edge. He's got all that you would want a little bit raw, but a, a, you know probably has a really bright future as a, as a full-time starting pass rushing edge rusher there out of Minnesota. You got Abraham Lucas, the Third round pick, 72 overall, started every game at right tackle opposite Charles Cross. You want to start with rookie bookends. That usually ends poorly. It's going pretty well right now for the Seattle Seahawks. And then swooping up on a fourth and fifth round cornerback tandem in Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. And Tariq Woolen has been really the, cool. the biggest catalyst of this entire draft class. A cornerback with all the height, weight, speed you could want. Uh, thought he would be raw as rain coming into the league, and he stepped in. Tied for first in the NFL with four interceptions, fifth rounder, and looking like he is the real deal long-term starter out there. So uh, just a, a, a ridiculous rookie class so far. 2,111 total snaps by the rookies this season is the most by far in the NFL, according to PFF, which shouldn't be a surprise when you're laying out five-plus starters uh, on the defensive and offensive side of the ball for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and I'm sure that was their plan from the start is get these rookies in the lineup. They take their lumps and they haven't taken many lumps, you know, like last year, the Jets, Lions and Steelers did the same thing. Just put a lot of rookies right in from the start. 
and try to build something there. Um, the first off, I mean, it's a great class, as you mentioned. If they draft well next year, because they're going to have phenomenal resources with Denver's first round pick. I mean, yeah, they really could, good right now. Yeah, right. I mean, think about what they could back to back here. And, you know, Gino to me is the perfect bridge plus quarterback. I mean, if they draft one in the first round or you know, whatever they do at the quarterback position, you don't have to rush him in. You can win with Gino. He's playing extremely well. And I remember when the draft ended, the big narrative around Seattle was, boy, Pete Carroll and this organization don't know what they're doing, why are they drafting a running back so high. And I thought it, and I remember talking on here going, was that your impression of me, by the way, Matt? Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it crossed my mind as it was coming out of my mouth. Like maybe my co-host was one of those guys too. <laughs> and he has a little bit of affinity for not loving the Seahawks. But anyway, uh, Walker looks like he's going to be one of the best backs in the league. Uh, I mean, he's phenomenal. And I always say, like, if you are going to invest in a back early, kind of like Brees Hall and Najee Harris, you know, it's like if it's preparing for the next quarterback or helping your young guy, which in this case will be next year, probably, I think that makes more sense. But I also remember referring to their draft as a Noah's Ark draft. I mean, two zebras, two lions. Well, two tackles, two edge rushers, two corners. So if you, if you, not you, if you want to bash these guys for taking a running back high, don't ignore that the the three most difficult positions that aren't quarterback, they took two of. And, and they before they they had a lot of resources in the draft because of that right, Russell right. Wilson trade. And they did take an offensive tackle and a defensive end before they took a running back. So right, you know, right, they, right. they did address those, you know, high impact positions and high value positions before they did dip into the running back position. And they and if you're gonna draft a running back high, you better hit. And it looks like they did with Kenneth Walker too. And look, I've I've told folks this uh on the locked on 49ers podcast if you're going to take a running back i would rather take a great running back in the second round than a mediocre one in the third round you know the 49ers drafted right. tidy's price i was like eh, don't love the value there i'd rather if you're going to take one take a good one at least and to back up your point i wasn't making fun of you but you know <laughs> okay. I, I think i said yesterday or the day before on locked on dynasty we had just bumped bryce Brees hall up to the number one guy well i'm just making an argument that walker should be one number one number yeah. one now but inevitably, to in your corner, Brees Hall just got hurt. You know, is Walker long for this world too? I mean, I know that's your argument about not using these high picks right. in these guys because they always get hurt. Yeah, and and you can get pretty high level production from replacement level players that you mm -hmm. draft later or even undrafted free agents, and that's sort of the that's the rub there. And so, um, which as witnessed by the New York Jets right now, you you spend high resources right. on a running back, looks good, you hit on him, but he still gets hurt. And now, what what you do? You had to trade for a guy who was undrafted. Who, and you get him for cheap, you know, right. like yep. you can always find one. Yep. But um, I mean, they're producing, so it's not just running back driven either with that Seattle Seahawks draft class. So looking pretty phenomenal there. And then um, Woolen's really the hit, you know, like cross you thought would be good. Yeah. You know, you know Woolen is the home run though for where Woolen and, and getting a, a third round starting tackle yeah, in Lucas as well. I, I think those are the two that really push it over the top because, mm -hmm. you know, you drafted offense tackle the top 10, you're, you're supposed to hit on that, even be though that doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, it, it's the rest of it and all the way down through the fifth round, you're getting long-term starters. It's wow. And Woolen's looking like a star. And like, obviously he had the, the physical abilities, but how quickly he's come along is pretty impressive. Yeah. Big time. And it, you might think that Pete Carroll can coach up a, a DB a little bit too. Perhaps <laughs> you know, they, they've had some mid round corners with length and speed that have done. Okay. 
Izaz has the question, I know you are discussing Seahawks draft class today, but on a side note, I contend that the Hawks have the best future quarterback outlook in the division if they can mm. get a franchise QB in the next draft. That's a huge if. That's a so, pretty big if. Uh, and look, they have the draft resources, which is nice. They can do what they need to there at that position. But the odds that if they draft, uh, you know, whoever it is, are they going to be better than what Matthew Lance Stafford or is currently or what Kyler Murray is currently or what Trey Lance might be? It's just as big as, as an if of the rest of them, of them. So I would definitely squash that and say no. But they do have the opportunity to look really good after all this. If after trading Russell Wilson, they actually get better and they now have that veteran stopgap quarterback in Geno Smith, who's playing really good. And then you can develop a quarterback if they do hit. Then, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's way too early to say they're the best shape at quarterback position. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, I love Gino as the the bridge guy. I don't even know enough about Young and Stroud and you know, those guys yet to say they're better prospects than Lance or Kyler. I mean, so I'm getting ahead of myself on that. But I love where they're sitting. And by the way, currently the Seahawks, because of that Broncos pick, would have the number five overall selection in the 2023 nice. draft going into week eight here. And we know a lot of things can change. We do have some questions if here. They're not careful that. though. That Seahawk pick could be in the twenties. That's true. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, that, one's, that one's going up. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we do have some questions about Russell Wilson and what his hall of fame outlook is starting to look like now. Uh, other hall of famers, Rogers, Brady, potentially even Matt Ryan. Uh, what, what's going on with them? What's going on with the coaching, the offense versus the defense right now in the NFL? It's a chaotic season so far in 2022, really all across the NFL with the exception of maybe three football teams, I think. So we'll get into all of those questions coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So why not go to where everyone who has a job is looking for a job, might not even know they need a job uh, or need a new job, need your specific job. Over 800 million people are on LinkedIn. Just add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering high-quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Recently got myself a pair of bird dogs pants uh, khakis uh and they look fantastic they feel even better uh the right amount of stretch but they're really nice looking they're pants that you could wear to work but my favorite usage for these and use them a couple times going out on the golf course and i roll out on the golf course feel good look great um people look at me probably and think hey this guy might know how to play golf a little bit right <laughs> uh but and then I shank it onto the, the wrong fairway. But at least I looked good, right? And I feel good while I'm playing my 18 holes of golf. And the versatility of bird dogs, pants, and sweatpants, and shorts is really the key here. Because they are high quality. Think about the highest quality brand you think of, of joggers or khakis. And, and these are, are right there and so 
comfortable and you can get them with liners or without. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, in a soggy Florida summer day or you're 10 degrees in New England or you're 65 degrees, which it is every single day in the Bay Area. Uh, they are the most comfortable pants and shorts in existence. So go to birddogs.com, enter promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs pants. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners or without. You will take these, you'll never take these things off, I promise. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the lock, on this very app that you're listening or watching this podcast on, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to this question here, uh, and this is the other side of that Russell Wilson trade. JDS wants to know, has the last two years hurt Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame chances, and do you think this is it for guys like Rodgers, Brady, and Matt Ryan in the NFL? Um, the end, Ryan is at the end, and that I started to really show up last year. Mm-hmm. Brady looks disinterested. I mean, that's the wrong word, but not himself. Bad offensive line for Brady. Things clearly aren't going great in maybe his personal life and professional life on the field. So that feels like, yeah, you know, it, it could kind of weigh on you. And he already retired last offseason and came back. He's like, is this what he came back for? So he's probably not feeling great about that. He doesn't look as good. Like, is this like face like almost too thin now? Did he take TB12 too far? Is there something else going on? Yeah, a lot feels like very, very close to the end for Tom Brady right now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we all knew this was probably going to be his his last go-round either way, but he doesn't look like the same player, and he's not, you know, elevating anybody around him at this mm-hmm. point and isn't as crisp and reacts to pressure more and his footwork isn't as sound and as confident. Stafford, I think, is an elbow, to be honest with you, and his line's horrible. I don't think he's at the end. But it does remind me a little of Ben whenever he had that elbow surgery. You know, I mean, a big, strong arm, strapping, first overall type of prospect that just doesn't have the fastball anymore. You know, right. and Stafford's had a lot of injuries throughout yeah. his career before this. And the penchant for, you know, trying to do too much, throwing interceptions, I throw a pick six every single week, it feels like. I know. I, it's, I know. It's not going great. And his offensive line is bad. So he's not really going to get bad. healthier this season because he's getting hit too much. I mean, so, I, I think maybe this is a year we say that's the beginning of the end for him, but it's not the end. Could you see Rodgers just retiring after this year, too? I mean, he yeah. seems so frustrated, but he signed a ridiculously big contract, and that's going to hinder their ability to help him. I never like, understood the Rodgers. I mean, I understand anytime a player signs a big contract, but from Rodgers' perspective, I was surprised he didn't sign some sort of a deal that was like, I can get out of this and be a complete free agent next offseason if I want to. Yeah, right. Like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else and try yeah. it, to, you know, yeah, or just just in case he wanted to, you know, like a, a player option type of a deal. And I get the feeling that maybe maybe even Brady and, and Rogers, could there even be another team at some point involved? Like, like would Rogers be like, like Brady left the Patriots? Yeah. Could Brady even say, like, you know, maybe send me somewhere else the rest of this year? This isn't working out well. Or maybe Matt Ryan, too. Could any of those quarterbacks end up on another roster before the trade deadline next week? 
Wow. I mean, I mean, not Rodgers. He's going to be there this year. Right, right, right. right. Especially Matt Ryan. If Matt Ryan's not the starter anymore and a team's like, man, we need a starting quarterback. Matt Ryan? He wouldn't be for me. I mean, I didn't really approve of this move. But, you know, like when Rivers went to Indy, he survived, you know, and more than that. I mean, he wasn't a bad player. I mean, Ryan, to me, is a bad player. Ryan's also expensive, you know, so... His contract is part of the reason they're shutting him down. So I don't know if he takes another snap. It it it, it makes the NFL, and I talked about how the NFL is chaos. It makes it so interesting this year, too, because we've had such an influx of uh, a lot of young quarterbacks recently, especially that 2021 draft. And those quarterbacks haven't looked like they're the next generation quite yet. Signs in a lot of different places, some flashes, mm-hmm. no consistency. Another draft class of, of that looks pretty good at quarterback coming up, and these old timers that have been playing—I call them old timers—like people haven't done what Tom Brady's ever done. Like even what right. Aaron Rodgers has done is, is pretty remarkable, right? Like playing into your late thirties, and like when you start to get to that point, yeah, it, it's hard. And so these guys hanging on that have been playing so well for so long, eventually when they're done, it's a huge shakeup in the NFL. So unless you're like the Bills or the the Chiefs, and it might even make them look better going forward because they found their guy and they have a youthful star quarterback that can take you places. That's going to be tough for some other teams, and it's really shaken up the entire NFL. And, and this year we're really seeing it because the, the the old Hall of Fame guys aren't playing at that level either right now. No. I mean, I think the NFL has a little bit of a, a crisis is the wrong word, but the scoring is down. I always harp on O-line play is a problem that they have to mask throughout the league, starting at the league offices. But you nailed it. I mean, the old guard is playing worse than ever. We just named all those names with this tweet. The studs look great. Recently, too, you know, Roethlisberger and and Drew Brees and and those guys even just very recently. And so many teams came into the year with high expectations and felt good about their court. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't even find a home to play and now half the league it feels like has terrible quarterback play again yeah and there was a gap like if, if that's the elderly group you know even Peyton Manning you know like from Peyton Manning to Stafford's era was a nice group of 10 maybe 12 potential hall of famers slash great players Matt Ryan's are better you know or Eli you know those type of dudes and then there's kind of a gap like Russell Wilson's kind of the only one his age that should be in his prime now where I always say there's an axis where your mind and your body both hit the, the the right spot where you still can move around and you still have enough body where it doesn't like Wilson does and your mind sharp as could be. And that's really your prime quarterback years. And who else of his era is in that neighborhood? That's a little younger than the Ryans of the world. Frankly, it would be Andrew Luck. I mean, right. his yeah. ripple effect throughout the league is massive, let alone what he's done to the Colts. And unfortunately, this year, we haven't – Who? what quarterback stock has gone up? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. Jalen yeah. Hurts is – Tua. Tua, right, exactly. And then Tua's had the hiccup with the with the concussion stuff. Um, and, and But not that, Lawrence, not no. anyone's drafted in the last two or three years. Yep. And is it going to be Pickett? Is it going to be somebody next year? Like they need another wave that we thought was coming. And it's a little questionable right now. Right. Um, Yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson 
is in that yeah yeah players that you know that but there's not that many you thought there would be more to jump into the tier of we feel really good about where we're at at quarterback yeah team's probably sweating right now at yeah. that position so i mean lamar's with the mahomes class to me i mean like right we, yeah. we know he's really good and no i think burrow is too but even herbert I hate what they're doing to Herbert and his injury. Like he's the, not the result, even field. for Lamar Jackson, the results haven't been great this year. Herbert, right. though, Joe Burrow, they're struggling a little bit. Looks like they're kind of finding maybe a little something, and and you you felt they were gonna they were gonna hit their stride. The Bengals uh, mm-hmm. waiting for it with the Chargers. So yeah, it, we thought it was gonna be the golden age of quarterback play with all the older guys that are still playing at such a high level and this youthful movement of of future stars hitting all at the same time. And we're really kind of seeing the opposite. The future future exactly. stars aren't hitting yet, and the old guys are now starting to to show their age. I honestly thought Herbert would be knocking on the Mahomes Allen door by Halloween, and, oh, yeah. and you can't say that at all. And and I don't blame him necessarily, but he's not even close at this point. Um, unfortunately, I hate to say this, folks, but maybe it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that's true forgot all yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah. Up in, in week 11 and maybe he's in that group as far as russell wilson goes i would say very easily no to the hall of fame and it's amazing because literally halfway through the season two years ago he was on like he was first half mvp right let right. Russ cook and he was cooking from and all of a sudden he fell off second half of the year and then another bad year and now an even worse year on a new team with the broncos like that was an abrupt end that I didn't believe for a half season. Didn't even believe when things were weird last year with the Seahawks. And now it's like, and he's taking care of his body too. So it's not like a broken down. Well, he's, he's, he's a little bit injured right now, but it's not so much that he's old and broken down. It's like, well, maybe losing athleticism was enough. And he never really developed that. I'm going to be an old pocket passer. I think that's very true. And I think his size is a big problem too. Mm Mm-hmm. He can't do those subtle movements to find passing lanes and see open receivers where that he was dancing a fine line with that before, you know, being creative. Like that's what I blame Mayfield a lot is Mayfield's not a good enough athlete to be short. You know, Kyler Murray is Wilson was now he isn't. And he's never been a precision passer. He's not a drop back Peyton Manning passer and never will be. Uh, And frankly, as you were saying that, He's really had 30 months of pretty poor play in a row. Yeah, he does have the early Super Bowl. And I think that was a lot of the talk with Stafford. Okay, Hall of Fame now because he got mm-hmm. a Super Bowl ring. I would probably put both those guys in a pretty similar class right now. And you still need more from both of them. Like and I'm both, of them are, both of them are ahead of Ryan for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Ryan really is a shot, even though he did win an MVP and went to a Super Bowl and he has yeah. accumulation stats. I'll be honest, though. I mean, I I was asked about Wilson like two years ago. Is he in? And I thought at that point when he was still playing pretty well or just start, starting to kind of decline, I thought his resume was good enough then that he could have quit and still got in. I, mm. I feel less strong about it now, though. Yeah. 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 Seeing the bad hurts the former right. good. And, yeah, it and was it long enough of a of a good that, that's a big question there, especially with the com- competition at quarterback now for Hall of Famers. Maybe that level is raised, too, and it's going to be harder for some of these other guys to get in. Right. Next. Like, Wilson versus Rivers is a good conversation for me. Right. right? And I would say no to both. Right. I'm now. a Rivers fan, but mm. yeah. I put him closer to Ryan, although rings, rings are important. Um, right. Next, let's talk coaching. Is there a coach that could be fired? 
next very soon, potentially with some of the disappointing teams we've seen around the NFL. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy is super fun and super easy. How do you play Prize Picks? Well, all you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you win 10 times your money on any entry. It is that simple. And you're just competing with those Prize Picks projections. So you go look up um, Bailey Zappi passing yards. You want to go over? Uh, Matt Williamson would would say, <laughs> no, we're going to go less than the prize picks projection on Bailey Zappi. Maybe Sam Elling or some of those fun quarterbacks. Or maybe you think the, uh, the, the resurgence of Rodgers or Brady is coming in week eight. And you're not competing against other people either. No sharks in the pool. No fantasy players that have multiple entries that you're going against. No, it's just you against those prize picks projections that are available and it's not just nfl projections either any sport that you watch we're talking nfl nba major league baseball nhl pga golf college sports uh, wnba esports nascar boxing mma you name it you can find projections at prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less and withdrawals are safe fast and easy Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. A couple of questions about coaching here. One from Scott is. Who is the next coach to be fired? And, and another one to consider here from James. He says, is this season, uh, is this the season of bad NFL coaching? Are we faced with a lack of good coaches for years to come? Are defensive coaches becoming better than offensive coaches? How many offenses and defenses are talented but being held back by bad schemes? I think coaching's, I don't want to say an all-time low, but it's also a worry in the league right now because – I think the hiring process isn't great. You know, we're just going to get great play callers. And, and I'm not picking on Mike McDaniel. I think he's going to be great. But he's an example, though. Like, I want leaders. You know, I, I, I read Bobby Bowden's book. And he's like, I just want to hire people that are smarter than me and are eager. And I'll teach them how to coach linebackers. You know, I'll lead the team. I want them to have input. You know, like, mm -hmm. are we hiring play callers and – um, analytics folks as opposed to leaders of men. And I think that that's problematic to me. Um, in terms of hot seat, I think I came up with seven or eight right now that is somewhere between room temperature, warm, and hot. How about these, these teams? Cleveland, I think, is room temperature, maybe warm. I think Indy is warm or hot. I would say the Chargers should be warm. Denver is hot. Washington is warm. Detroit is warm. Arizona's warm. Yes. Arizona, I would argue, is is hot. They might be hot, yeah. Hot-ish. Um, I think Denver should be on fire. <laughs> yeah. De oh, De Denver's tough because one and done. Do you, you 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 hired a guy for a reason? Yeah, but this ownership didn't hire him. 
That's true. They bought that's the team true. after, and they can't be thrilled with what they bought. And here's something else that's going on. There's uh, obviously a lot of brain drain for certain teams that have that are well coached. It happens to Belichick every year. It's you know the mm -hmm. Shanahan tree, the McVay, you know that whole tree. But it's also the same coaching trees that are everywhere. So is everyone getting right. too good because everyone's running the same scheme and everyone knows now how to stop it because they've seen it yes. so many times. They see it every week. Absolutely. I think that's a huge trend. I think another trend is, hey, everyone knows I'm an analytics dork and I love numbers and stats and EPA and all that. But I think there's too much going forward on fourth down. I think there's too much turning down points. I mean, field goals, you know, I think there's too much just going by the book as opposed by feel and my right guard is blowing this defensive tackle out of the water, so I'm just going to run behind him. But the, the the book doesn't tell me to do that, so I'm going to kick a field goal or I'm going to punt instead, or you know what I mean, like or vice versa is probably the better example of. I you know, the the book tells me I should go for it here, but we can't block anybody. But the book doesn't know that, you know. I mean, I think there's too much of that, and it used to be analytics change every year too because fourth going forward on fourth down was super efficient for the last five years because not everyone was doing it. <laughs> you know, now everyone knows that, you know, and you know, it, it, there was much less examples of it too. It's yeah. Uh, like a uh, North Turner is a good example. I feel like there's a lot of North Turners around the league right now that are good coordinators, but maybe head coach isn't there. Right. Thing. It's not their calling. Um, like we opened the show talking about Seattle. That guy knows how to win games. Right. Yeah. He knows how to coach a football team. And right. you should never be surprised when Pete Carroll's teams or Bill Belichick's teams, if you, if you don't like their roster coming into a year, you shouldn't be surprised if they're knocking on the door of the playoffs. Right. I mean, would the Saints be running away with that division if Sean Payton was still there? I mean, I know they've been hit hard with injuries and things, but they'd yeah. be in better shape. Okay. We have 30 seconds, Matt. Uh, Wilkes is interim. So who gets fired before Wilkes is gone and the Panthers find a new head coach? One name. Indy. That's a tumultuous mm. owner. Yeah. Can't be thrilled right now. They just benched their quarterback for Ellinger. Yeah. I think I'll go Broncos. You talk me into that one. The thing yeah. One and done. Less than one and done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back tomorrow. Starting to preview week eight games and making picks right here. Peacock and Williamson.